0: Welcome to another inspirational teaching by Pastor Jared Neen, Pastor of Abundant Living Faith Center. Matthew 6, verse 33. So tonight I'm going to teach out of um, what is truly one of our missions here at the church. Many of you know that the vision of our church is to teach people how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give them. If you've been at our church for 10 minutes, you know that the vision is to teach people how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give them. Somebody asked me one day, what's the vision of the youth group? And I said, to teach the youth how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give them. Someone asked me what the vision of Kingdom Kids was, and I said, to teach The kids, how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give them. We have one vision here, and that is to teach you how to enjoy the abundant life that Jesus came to give you. Now, within every vision, you need to have a mission. And that mission is your action steps to get you to accomplishing the vision. In leadership, you call it goals, right? You have a vision, and you need achievable goals to get you to the vision. We call it the mission, Well, here at the church, we have four things that define our mission to help us to hold ourselves accountable that we are getting the church to the vision. It is that we are passionate about teaching you how to know Jesus, how to live free, how to discover your purpose, and how to make a difference. And I believe that when you know Jesus, you then learn that you get to live free, and because you live free, you then discover your purpose and Your purpose is to make a difference. And uh, when you live in those three things, you will be enjoying the abundant life that Jesus came to give you. So over the course of the next month, we're gonna go into detail about this mission. Some of it will be review for some of you hardcore Wednesday night folk, uh, but it always comes from a different perspective anyway. And uh, at the end of the day, though, Our church is 100% about you getting to know Jesus. Amen. And so tonight I'm going to, the title is Knowing Jesus. Matthew 6, verse 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Very famous piece of scripture, Jesus speaking. It says, seek ye first two things. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek ye first, so Jesus says the priority, child of God, of your life should be two things. To seek the advancement of the kingdom of God and simultaneously seek his righteousness. Now, I will tell you this, when you seek his righteousness, you will advance the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because when you start to live according to the way God wants you to live, there will be no denying the fruit of God in your life, and people will look upon your life and see the goodness of God upon you, and there will be no denying his goodness, And that then is what separates you from them. And people look upon your life and ask, what is it that they have that I don't have? And of course the answer is, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know Jesus. Now that word, seek, is an interesting word. It means to actively pursue. A lot of Christians think that salvation is the end. Like, I accepted Jesus, and that's the end. Church, listen to me. Salvation is the beginning. It is the starting point to you connecting with Jesus on a personal level and allowing his righteousness to come in and abound in your life and to begin to change you and affect you and correct you. Something divine happens when an open-hearted person encounters Jesus Christ. What happens is they will never be the same. Many of you are living proof that one moment with Jesus can rock your world on such a great level that the foolishness and the chaos and the sin that you were participating in literally before you got in the moment suddenly has no effect on you. And the only desire of your heart is to get to know this Jesus more. And at the end of the day, church, that's what it's all about. It's all about getting you to know Jesus on a deeper level. That's why we teach the way we teach. I don't want to just teach you a theory of God. I want you to be able to take what God has done and said about your life, apply it, and transform your life for his glory and for your benefit. My dad says it this way What good is it for you to own a bike if you don't know how to ride the bike? Right? What good is it for you to know that there's a God who's good if you don't know how to access the goodness? I've been in in, in church services before that were beautiful, beautiful orations the speakers were so gifted and talented and yet i walked out with nothing other than to know to recognize that guy is amazing but they didn't actually say anything to me about how jesus can make my life better see i want to know from this book how Can my marriage, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better citizen? How can I be a better friend? How can I be a better dad? How can I be a better brother? How can I be a better son? How can I be a better pastor? How can I overcome sin and temptation? How can I get through to victory when challenge arises? I want to know how. And it happens through knowing Jesus. But listen, it is a constant pursuit. It said seek. It's actively pursuing. So what that means is that every day of your life, your priority should be to actively pursue your relationship with Jesus. But see, a lot of Christians don't want to hear that. Christians want to think it's God's job to pursue them. Well, he already did that. He sent Jesus. He already did his part. Hello? Are you still with me? We now need to do our part. The beautiful thing is, is at the end of the scripture. And all these things will be added unto your life. So when you set your heart and your mind that in every moment of my life, to the best of my ability, I will be living the way God wants me to live. He says, I'll add unto your life all the promises that I laid out for you through Jesus Christ. People try to complicate God. It's not complicated. It's actually quite easy, church. You just set the affection of your heart and mind to living his way. How do you know how to live his way? By developing your relationship with Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became God. How did that happen? The day Jesus hit the earth. Amen? So the more you develop your relationship with God, the more he begins to come into your life and positively affect you. You know, a lot of, uh, sorry, let me me back up a second. So I love, uh, most of you wouldn't know this about me, I love architecture. I love design and stuff like that. I love to go look at old buildings and... I mean, I just get the biggest cook out of it. On Instagram, I follow all of these, like, building sites. I love it. And one movement in um, interior design today is called minimalism. So it's like you'll have a big room with one chair in the middle of it. What's funny about it is it's the same price, just less stuff. You know? Like... Or you'll have like a big, a huge wall with one little painting on it, but the painting will cost as much as. So many Christians are minimalists in their walk with God. Now he paid the price for you to fill the room up, but a lot of Christians are minimalists. They just got one chair. Homie, you can get the sectional. You can get the side table, the coffee thing, put your feet up. You know those really comfortable ones that you can lay back. It's got a thing for your, for your, for your Slurpee and everything. I don't know why I thought of Slurpees. It all just comes from your pursuit. Ephesians 1 verse 11, I showed you this scripture on the weekend. I'm going to reference it once again. It says that in Christ, we find out who we are and what we're living for. In Christ, we find out who we are and why we're here. In Christ, not in money, not in sex, not in drugs, not in sin, not in temptation, not even in your husband or your wife. Well, that's not what she told me. (laughs) No, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. And that's why it's so important to be constantly pursuing who you are in Christ. Ephesians, uh, here, let, let me just show you this. If you have your Bible, turn to Ephesians one, and I'm just gonna read you some scriptures. It's an amazing set of scriptures. It's verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus Christ in him who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Well, amen to that, right? Number four, he chose us in him. Verse five, having predestined us to adoption as sons in him. Verse six, who has accepted us in the beloved. Who's the beloved? Jesus Christ. So we've got every spiritual blessing. We are chosen. We are adopted. We are accepted. Verse 7. In him we have redemption, forgiveness, and the riches of his grace. Praise the Lord. Verse 8. In him... We are made to abound in wisdom and prudence. Prudence means wisdom in practical matters. Yeah, Jesus wants to help you in your everyday life. The Bible says that his wisdom cries out to you in the highways and byways of life. You ever been at work and something went a little wrong and you said, I'm gonna go tell her something. And you're walking down the hall, and in the back of your mind, you're going, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." Don't calm down first, calm down. No, no. Oh, you didn't do it. <laughs> Verse eleven: In Him we have obtained an inheritance. Verse thirteen: You are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Verse fourteen: In Him. You are guaranteed your inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. Verse 18, in him your eyes will be enlightened unto understanding. Verse 21, you have been given the name which is above every other name, that every principality, power, and darkness must bow at the sound of Jesus Christ. But you don't know any of that's laid out for you if you're not actively pursuing Him. It's in Him that we live and move and have our being. And that's why it's so important, church. For you, I told you this on the weekend, I'm just gonna stress it again. It's so important for you to develop your own revelation of Jesus Christ for your life. It's important for you to come to church and learn from my revelation, from my dad's revelation, from Shannon's revelation. What Jimmy said tonight was spectacular. From Cruz and from Ezra, from Philippe and all these worship leaders. Man, God's blessed us, huh? I didn't even know she could sing like that. I'm like, dang! It's important. But there's still no substitute for you connecting with Jesus Christ yourself. And you do it, yes, through church. We give you an accelerated course in it. Because God's anointed us to do it. But... You also do it by opening up that Bible on your own, by downloading Bible apps, by Googling scriptures, by reading the word, by spending time in prayer and talking and conversing with Jesus. You do it by downloading a bunch of Christian music or getting them tonight on special and allowing God's praise and his worship to come into your spirit. Let him inhabit your praise. You could turn your your car into a church. And you connect with Jesus, you actively pursue Jesus. And it's amazing when you begin to pursue Him, how much stronger you feel, how much more clarity you have, how much more strength you have, how much more peace you have, how His wisdom abounds towards you, how you Feel a sense of his presence with you when you're walking in and out of the classrooms or the hospitals or the offices or in and out of work, whatever your role in life may be. It's amazing when you have spent time every day connecting with him, how he is there waiting for you. In the moment you need, you're not searching. The answer's already with you. But it comes from you connecting. That's why I told you this weekend that the only equation that works for your life is you plus Jesus Christ. You plus Jesus Christ, that is the equation. That's the equation that equals wholeness and purpose. That's the equation that equals deliverance and freedom. That's the equation that equals stand up and recover. That's the equation that equals restoration and healing. You plus Jesus. Not you plus a six pack. Not you plus a gallon of ice cream at night. Not you plus secular music. And I'm not telling you not to listen to it, but that's not going to bring healing into your life. You plus Jesus. He's the hope for humanity. It's his name, which is above all the other names. So many people looking for answers. They think their husband's the source. Your husband's not the source, he needs to be your helper, but he's not the source. Three thinking marijuana is the source. If I can just drink a little more, eat a little more, exercise a little more, if I can just make a little more money. You know, if you don't cast your cares upon the Lord and help him with your problems, your, your 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 problems just get more expensive. You make more money, but your problems cost more too. And then you got more to lose. That's a whole other teaching for another time. (laughs) Listen to me. You plus Jesus Christ is the only thing that matters. Everything else, everything else comes second to you plus Jesus Christ. Amen? (laughs) Amen? What about Moses? Moses was a broken man. Right? Broken, living in exile. He had murdered a guy. But then he had this dream in his heart to deliver his people from the people who had raised him. Isn't that something? He well goes for a hike one day. I guess that's why people like hiking. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I don't know why people wanna go walk on streets that aren't paved. I don't get it, but good for y'all that do it. It's awesome. Maybe you encounter Jesus out there. That's cool. (laughs) The constant pursuit of the burning bush. (laughs) I'm just playing with you. (laughs) (laughs) So Moses goes up the hill, and this bush starts talking to him. And he says, hey, Moses, you've got this dream in your heart. Moses says, yeah, and when you read it in Exodus 3, you see Moses talk about all his insecurities and his failures, and he reminds the bush of all his history. So Moses goes up a broken, insecure man, and listen to what happens. Jesus says, I want you to go do what's in your heart. Go deliver the people. Moses says, yeah, but who am I? And then he says, who are you? And the bush says, you tell him that I am sent you. You know who I am is? It was Jesus Christ. See, Moses went up insecure and broken. He came down with purpose, with strength, with wisdom, and with provision. And all, it, all that happened was an encounter with Jesus. And you know the rest of that story. So here's the question. Are you pursuing Jesus every day of your life? Are you pursuing Jesus in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night? Are you seeking him? Are you living your life with a determination? A determination that no matter what the world says, your friends, your coworkers, your mom, your dad, no matter what they say, the trolls on social media, no matter what they say, that nothing is gonna separate you from your connection to Jesus Christ. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna to go to church today. It's hot. It's so hot. It rained a week ago. The roads might still be slippery. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so tired. should be busting the doors down of church. Man. You know, Romans 5, verse 17. It's an amazing scripture. Oh, there it is. Check these words out. For if by one man's offense death reigned, that was Adam, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness seek ye first his righteousness. Look, will reign in life. That... Phrase, will reign in life, means that you will exercise dominion over the world. I don't know about you, but it sure is nice when you have power, right? Hello. It's nice when you're the one with the power. And all it says is that those who receive the gift of righteousness... The gift of righteousness is simply accepting into your heart and mind what is right about God. And you stopped building your life on what was wrong with you. That's what happened to Moses. He was building his life on what was wrong. And then he encountered Jesus and he accepted what Jesus said about him. And he then left with dominion. And the more you accept who you are as a child of God, the more you walk in the authority of God. And the more you will exercise in your life the promises that God laid out for you. But again, you don't know what God said if you're not pursuing you won't know the word God had for you if you didn't come to church because you were a little tired. Well, but my, my son has t-ball on Sunday. We got church on Saturday. But but Saturdays when we like to go to the movies. <laughs> Guess what? We have church on Wednesdays. So let me give you some signs of people who really know Jesus. And these will be your litmus test, okay? This is gonna be how you measure yourself as you go through life. Signs of people who know Jesus. Number one, they know the source of their righteousness. Psalms 11, verse seven. It says, for the Lord is righteous He loves righteousness, and his countenance beholds the upright. The Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness, and his countenance, his favor, beholds the upright. I put here, what the Lord is, he loves. What he loves, he blesses, and what he blesses, he favors. And what is the Lord? Righteous. Listen, everything about him is right. Everything about us without him is wrong. Everything we give over to him becomes right. And the more you give to him, the more he loves it, the more he blesses it, the more he upholds it, and the more he takes care of it. Yeah. How do you know that you're connecting with Jesus? Because you're giving what was wrong with you to him and you're allowing him to transform it into right. Number two, signs of knowing Jesus. They develop healthy, lasting relationships. Healthy, lasting relationships why because when you know jesus you have encountered a love that is so amazing that you learn how to love you have encountered a forgiveness that is unwavering that you learn how to forgive you've encountered a generosity that is so great that you learn how to be generous You've accepted an abundance of grace, undeserved, unmerited favor, and you then learn how to be a conduit of grace, so that in your relationships, you are a source of giving undeserved, unmerited favor. You know, in your marriage, your spouse needs some undeserved favor from time to time. Your spouse ain't perfect and it doesn't always mean that they're doing it on purpose. Sometimes they need some benefit of the doubt. Let it go. Be like Jesus. See, when you truly know Jesus, what he gives to you, you recognize you can give it also. You've experienced a compassion so powerful that you can't help but walk in compassion in your relationships. And it produces healthy, long-lasting marriages, friendships, family relationships, co-worker relationships, all sorts of them. You wanna know people who have really connected with him? They have healthy relationships. Amen. Number three, people who live really knowing Jesus, they have an attractive spirit about them. I'm not talking about how good looking they are, but thank you, (laughs) though. Just kidding. It has nothing to do with how cute you are. See, you know, Jesus was followed by a multitude there was something attractive about him. And I believe that we as Christians, we should have an attractive spirit. And that spirit comes from acting like Jesus. But see, Christianity has gone wrong in a lot of ways. Christianity via judgment and condemnation and self-righteousness Turned what should have been attractive into something not attractive. And we gave this impression like, depending on your lifestyle or your bank account or what you've been, where you've done, what you've done, how many times you may have done it, do do they really seem like they're trying to change? That maybe you could come in and be a part of our crew. Maybe you could be in our church. Maybe we'll let you volunteer. Maybe. We had people getting on TV talking about the judgment of God. That's not what it's all about. John 3, 17, the one after the one that you can all quote, says that Jesus came to love the world and not to condemn it. See, I believe that Christianity is most powerful when we have an attractive spirit. And we do it through love, through grace, and through mercy, not through judgment and condemnation. That's why we've always had an open door policy in our church. If you wanna come here, you can come here. You can come here. I hope that you sit next to people who are living in some of the lists of sin. That means we're doing our job, church. If there's people coming and they're dealing with some of that stuff, that means we're doing our job. It is the grace of God that leads leads man to repentance, the Bible said. Not the judgment, not the self-righteousness, not not the condemnation. No, his grace leads a man to repentance. But where do they encounter his grace? In his house. But if we don't have an attractive spirit, the world will reject us, and that's why it has rejected us. Amen. I don't have time to keep going. Number four. They live free. People who know Jesus, they live free. They live free from unforgiveness and they live free from their past. When you really know Jesus, you live free from unforgiveness. Unforgiveness that people owe you and unforgiveness in your heart. They live free from it. They understand that their life is not about what happened, their life is about what Jesus said and they live free. Number five, people who know Jesus, they don't give up and they don't quit. When life gets hard, they don't give up and they don't quit. People who know Jesus are like Joseph. They get back up. What did Jesus say? A righteous man falls seven times, and he gets up eight. Jesus called himself the stand-up in the recovery. When you know Jesus, you don't quit, man. When life doesn't play along, you fight back. We fight the fight of faith, man. People who, are, who really connect with Jesus, they are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And we, as Christians, we're fighters. And we fight, man. We fight for our families, we fight for our church, we fight for our savior, we fight for our hope, we fight for our freedom, we fight for our joy, we fight. I'll fight for a week or 10 years, but I'm going to fight because I'm going to win. Because Jesus said, I have the victory. It might take a day or it might take 20 years, but I'm not going to quit. Number six. People who know Jesus, their private world and their public world match. Is that thunder? <laughs> Even God doesn't like Christian hypocrites. No, That's what that's saying, right? Their private world and their public world match. Read between the lines. Don't be a hypocrite. Stand to your feet. Did you see my text? It's not going to happen though, huh? Darn it. That would have been so awesome. I tried to get him to sing a song they don't know. (laughs) Next week. Next week? So good. Lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we want to know you more. We want to know you in a deeper way. We love you, we cherish you, we thank you for everything you've done in our lives. And God, we honor you right now with our worship. Speak to us, Lord. Help us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. For information on teaching material or questions about our church, please visit us at ALFC.com.